the great cry of Jesus from the cross. It is finished. In the original language of the New Testament, one word, to telestai. It is finished. Literally meaning paid for in full. Jesus had paid for in full on the cross all that was demanded of humanity for their sin. And speaker by speaker here this afternoon, as we have come to the cross, we have focused on Jesus, who paid in full for every conceivable debt that we owe God for every transgression, every inadequacy, every failure, not just what we have done, but all the things we have left undone, paid for in full. That was the cry of Jesus from the cross as he gave himself up to the Father, laying down his life in death that he might raise us up to life eternal. Bow your heads and pray with me a moment. Lord Jesus, as we come to these moments, closing out our time with you at the cross, for each of us, a moment to begin again. Take my lips, Lord Jesus, now and speak through them. Take our minds, just as you have across these three hours together, take our minds now and think through them. Take our wills, stubborn, resistant, reticent, Take our wills and bend them this very day to your own. And take our hearts, Lord Jesus, and set them on fire with love for yourself. That we leave this solemn moment at the cross realizing all that you have bought for us, paid for in full for us, that we might embrace, hold to ourselves and make our own. Take our hearts thereby, Lord Jesus, and set them on fire with love for you in response. We pray this. For your name's sake, Lord Jesus. Amen. You and I come by various journeys to this moment. If you cast back over your life and all those symbolic, powerful moments by which you have arrived here this afternoon, 
whether it's because it was someone you met along the way, someone you married, a family you were born into, a job transference that brought you to Pittsburgh, or some other place. But here this afternoon, you and I have come via various journeys to share in these moments together. And this is not just time passing. We may never pass this way again, and we may never have this moment again to resolve absolutely our relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a moment in time that God has granted each of us to deal with him on the basis of all that he has promised us. And to take that promise, to take him at his word and gratefully and gladly yield our lives into his keeping this very day. I was reflecting this morning that it was a Good Friday in 1953 that I met a girl Unusual circumstances, it was a very warm day in England on Good Friday. Good Friday was a day off, the shops were closed, people didn't work back in 1953. I was a teenager who just moved to London. And on that warm Good Friday, and I was not a churchgoer, and I wasn't religious, I just enjoyed the quietness of that day. And I went to the front room of our house, which was a kind of a parlor room, a special room that was not normally used except for special occasions. And I opened up the windows because the day was so beautiful. And in my own ordinary way, for the little bits of music I'd learned, I played the piano. The girl came across the street hearing me play the piano and said to me, my sister wants to know, do you know this song? It's a popular song of the day. Well, I'd seen her sister. And I didn't play the song. I didn't know the song to play it. But I said, no, I don't. Would you send your sister over to teach me? Just an ordinary, simple, silly little teenager who'd spotted this girl, who somehow had spotted me. And that afternoon, after she showed me a few chords and how to play this song, I asked her, would she go to the movies with me? So that Good Friday, we went to the movies. I fell madly in love with her. Not that afternoon but I was well on my way that afternoon. And then she ditched me. I don't know how many weeks it was, but I know along the way I had made some sexual moves on her, which every teenage boy feels obliged to make. 
At least I think so. And she pushed away my hands and said she went to church. Well, no girl had ever said that to me before. And after she had dumped me, I found out which church it was and went there. Do you see how that simple Good Friday afternoon led me to this Good Friday afternoon? To be here sharing with you this simple story of a romance that went afoul very, very quickly, but got me to church, where I heard a man preaching who preached the word about God's love. And I was drawn. And then one day, as I was walking out of church, that same man said to me, that pastor, I didn't really know him, but he'd spotted me as a new young man in his congregation. He asked whether I would go with them that week to hear Billy Graham preach in London. I said I would. I had no intention for all the advertising to go, but with that invitation went. And that week in early May, the following year from having gone out with Shirley on a Good Friday, I yielded my life to Jesus, listening to Billy Graham preach. All part of my journey. I'm here this afternoon, this Good Friday, because of those first steps in my journey to Jesus. I am trusting by the providence of God that one or two or six or a dozen of you here this very day are at the further end of that journey. That this would become a moment for you, whether you're in the orchestra or the choir or visiting here for the first time and sitting with friends or just having seen the advertising and come in. That this would be the moment for you to hear Jesus say, as from the cross, it's paid for in full. Everything you have ever said or done is paid for in full. There is nothing more you can do in any sense, in any way, to make amends for your sin. To pay back what you owe Almighty God because of the life you've lived, the life you've squandered, the people you've hurt, the lives that you have participated in breaking or destroying or messing with, the pain that's been done to you or the pain that you have caused others, no payment to be made on our part to make amends for our sins and thereby, in some sense, earn a reconciling moment with Jesus 
to begin again. It is paid for in full. Put simply, there is nothing you can add to what he has done. And to suggest that there is something you have to do in order to pay off God, to assuage his wrath, to pay with your guilt or the pain of what you have done or caused or should suffer, to say that there is something more you have to do is to say that Jesus did not do enough. That the Father in sending his Son did not do enough. We dare not say that. So here is the moment. Jesus says, come to me. Fall into my arms. Trust me. Bow your heads with me, will you? See yourself in the presence of the Lord Jesus. See him coming to you. See him looking at you, loving you. Simply say to him, in your own heart, this is your conversation with him right now. Look at him and say, in your own heart, I need you, dear Jesus. I've heard of your love. I've been moved by the music I've heard, the words sung, the scriptures spoken of, the prayers prayed. I believe you love me. You died for me. Please, dear Jesus, come into my life. Fill me with yourself. Wash away Remove from my life all that I deserve because of my sin. Fill me with your beauty, your innocence, your peace, your reconciling spirit. Fill me with yourself. Take possession of me. I give myself to you. Thank you, Lord, for paying for it all. And we praise you that upon the cross you conquered the powers of sin and death. We are forever in your debt. You who paid our debt in full. And so release us from all obligation and penalty for the sins we have committed by faith and the confirmation of your spirit this moment 
within us, we dare to claim that with you, it is finished. And the debt is paid in full. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord Jesus, for so great a victory. And all God's people said, Amen.